What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate, it's a mystery. For Ashley, a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hi. Hi. We're back with Mad Women. It's time for Mad Women. I really like that song, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yes. I Very much. Thank you. I liked it, too. Yeah. Um, it's real good. We'll see. Our 7 million fans are going to yeah. love it. I mean, they already do. This is episode five, and yeah. they've been singing it. <laughs> it's like number one on the radio. Yeah. They sang, they sang along just now when it played. There are multiple TikTok dances that people mm-hmm. are doing to mm-hmm. it, but not in a way that makes people hate the song, which is really perfect. Uh, that sweet spot that you want for a Billboard hit. <laughs> now listen, I'm going to say something that makes me sound entirely 34. <laughs> All right, if you think you can handle it, go ahead. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't understand TikTok. I don't get, I, I tried, yeah. I downloaded it, and I, I was like, but where do you, where do you learn the dances? <laughs> like where, how, what, yeah. how do you do it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then I deleted mm-hmm. it because I, I am 34. It's not for me. Hey, I am running right up on 31. I've never even you downloaded are? it. I have. Okay. I have, All right. I have put my TikTok trust in the hands of my Twitter, the people I follow on Twitter that they okay. will find the good ones and share them on Twitter. Okay. Then I will watch them and enjoy them, but never pursue the actual app. <laughs> Performing them. Oh, well, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. That was never going to happen. See, that's why I wanted it, because I was like, I'm bored. It oh. will give me something to do, but then I couldn't yeah. figure out how you I do see. it. I see. So, uh, well, that's my story of being 34. I mean, we can totally relate to the meme I've seen several times of the Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. And it just says, people in their 30s discussing TikTok. So that's what this is. <laughs> yes, 100%. That is what is happening right now. And uh, something else that's happening is season one, episode four, New Amsterdam. Oh, now let Mad me tell Man. you. Since mm-hmm. I saw that title, yeah. the song Mr. Jones has been stuck firmly in my head. I'm not familiar with that song. Down at the New Amsterdam, me and this yellow haired girl, Mr. Jones, strikes up a conversation. Just like, that's how it goes. Okay. And he says New Amsterdam, and so it's been stuck firmly in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I am sorry that you're going through that. How do you not know that song? I'm 30. I'm barely 31. I'm not even. <laughs> I'm just a little baby. Okay. All right. You're right. If you had been born three and a half years earlier. I mean, you would get that yes, reference. presumably. Now, I know that even old New York was once New Amsterdam and why they changed it. I can't say people just liked it better that way. But that song didn't actually get into my head. Okay. Until just now. Perfect. So, yeah. New Amsterdam. It's a real Pete-heavy episode. Yes, it was very Pete-heavy and very light on Don Draper. It was very Pete and very Betty-heavy. Yeah, 
And like Peggy made a cameo appearance. Yes. And then just she had a wave. Came right out. Yeah. Uh, let's let's review what your predictions were for this episode. Oh yes, thank you, because I don't remember yeah. them. Um Betty will wake up and speak with energy, have a moment <laughs> of presence, and act like a human, not a sack of flour. Okay. Not, not entirely true. Not entirely true. No. Uh, Pete will try to be the perfect husband. He'll slip up, and he'll feel uh. bad, and he'll say, Damn the patriarchy! <laughs> patriarchy! Why did you make me stray? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a really specific prediction that I had. Yeah, you you really... And honestly, you kind of nailed it. Um, a little bit, yeah. 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 Uh, Mama Merkin gives Draper the business. Yeah. That. Did you say Merkin? Yep. <laughs> Menken. <laughs> My cursive. Now, now on, she's Merkin. I mean, you know what a Merkin is, right? Yes, I do. Okay, perfect. Thank it goes you. on your strumpet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, um... my God. <laughs> Cooper would come back in a form of undress. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Cooper's there. We did get to see that he's just a he's just a no shoes kind of fella. And and apparently other people need to be as well. Yeah, because he's a weirdo. Is what Cooper mm-hmm. is a delightful mm-hmm. weirdo. And 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 Sterling's dad apparently. So what it is is I'll just I'll spoil up the okay, surprise. Okay, okay. So they work at a firm, Sterling Cooper. Yeah. It was originally Bert Cooper and Roger's dad. And so Roger inherited the firm from his dad. So he grew up around Burt Cooper. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, they... they, You have to put together a lot of pieces to figure it out from that little moment in this episode. But yeah. Sure. Um, You said that the art lady would be back in a new wig. We did not see art lady. No, she was not. Helen would go for a walk, run into Don and the neighbor Francine, and they would have a conversation on the street. Oh, no. No. And the dog was going to die because he was too dumb to live. <laughs> wow. Uh, and you I'm said, sad that one didn't come to be. I know, right? Uh, and the lingo that they would use would be washroom, which yeah. I don't think happened. She Though, went to the washroom, but she didn't call them. That's true. Betty went there was the a washroom. big washroom. That was scene. a whole uh, moment. Let's just like get Betty's thing out. Let's oh just my talk god. about all of that first. Oh my god, that so she, I I what what the yeah. fuck? So Betty helps out her dear friend, her well her dear frenemy Helen, <laughs> by uh, babysitting. Yeah, her children. She goes to the restroom. Well, no, first, Betty has a run-in with Helen's ex. Right, so she's walking the dog that yeah. doesn't die. She's very poorly controlling this giant dog. Uh-huh. And there's a man just banging on Helen's door and tries to get in Betty's house to use his phone. He's like, no. Yeah. I love that he was just shocked that she was yeah. not going to let him in. Yeah. Really? Right. He yes, asshole. Bonafide asshole. Uh, Helen comes to apologize, and Betty gets a little judgy, because it sounds like... So she says, did you let him in? Right. And I think she did. She did. Yes, she did. And Betty's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And then they drink a little wine. But we find out that that her ex-husband is essentially Don Draper. Mm-hmm. But Hello. does Betty realize it? No. One, because Betty's dumb as a fucking <laughs> box of rocks. <laughs> and two, she just hasn't learned that yet. Right. But, so I, I, I wrote the quote that he had friends in the city, poker, tennis, drinks at the river club, and none of them were men. Right. So all of these, you know, Don's a busy guy. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of social engagements. And then he comes home and he has to go upstairs and have complete quiet. Complete quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not bother, father. <laughs> uh, I wrote down, we haven't all been doing anything. And I don't know what that means. We haven't all been doing anything. I don't know. I don't remember that. Good. That's Perfect. Just a little Easter egg. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. She, Betty, might see this woman that seems like is completely out of like living in a parallel universe, like a totally different universe from her. But her husband right. has a very similar story to what their right. current life is. Right. But how could she not already be piecing that together? She knows that Don works in the city. She mm-hmm. knows that he has all these extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. But she uh, also is kind of in denial about a lot of things. And like yeah. the way that like we see her talking to her therapist again. Yes. And, okay, hang on. Yeah. We got to talk about the babysitting first. Of course. Of course. Because so, yeah, go on. Holy crap. Yeah. Holy crap. So mm-hmm. the fuck is up with that little boy, Glenn? <laughs> he I wrote yeah. immediately yeah. before anything happened. I just wrote creepy Glenn. Yep. As he's, he's just sitting there playing the piano, I'm like, yeah. this little boy is fucking creepy. He doesn't turn his head toward the camera. And so you only see like the back of his weird shaved head. He's <laughs> here's a here's another little thing. He is Matthew Weiner's son, the creator of Mad Men. Oh, okay. So you can take that information and do with it what you will <laughs> okay. as to his presence on this cast. Yes. Uh, yes. But yeah. So I'm sorry. Did he prove himself to be creepy at any point? Would you say? <laughs> yes you think so yes oh my god that whole so he walks in on her in the bathroom and already i'm like this fucking kid is a creep yeah and then she's like get the fuck out and he's like no you're a sexy lady i might see a vagina (laughs) and then she kicks his ass out of there yeah and then comes back and wags her little finger in his face Mm -hmm. but he's like you're a sexy lady i wanted to see your vagina and then he's like, bitch, give me some of your hair. And she's like, straight up, kiddo. I got you, son. And all I wrote was, uh-huh. Glenn, future serial killer. Yeah. Betty, enabler. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is straight up enabling yeah. the future son of Sam. It's real creepy. That is who Glenn grew up to be, by the way. Almost certainly. Cause I mean, the timeline checks out. Yeah. The geography checks out. The 70s in upstate New York, like... Creepy ass dude. Right. With wanting some ladies. Blonde ladies at that. Or was it brunettes? I can't remember. Oh, um, I think Son of Sam... Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking of Ted Bundy, who liked brunettes. I can't answer about Son of Sam. Okay. 
Well, either way, that's who he grew up to be. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now, by the way. Thank you. Does it say Glenn Bishop? <laughs> the son of Sam? David uh, Berkowitz. Oh, well, yes. Him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Betty is very much, like, charmed by this male attention, even though it's yes! a creepy-ass child. Yes! It's very sad. It was- so creepy and yeah sad i just that whole scene made me so unbelievably Mm -hmm. uncomfortable yeah and like so she's because she's off on her own she goes into the bathroom and finds helen's birth control so you know that's right sneaky and but my favorite thing was he asked her how old she was, and she said, I'm the same age as your mother. Yes. How old is your mother? 32. Right. I'm 28. I'm 28. <laughs> I loved that. That was some perfect mean girl right. uh, manipulation there. Yeah. I I loved that. Um, yeah, that whole, like, babysitting thing was just so weird. Yeah. And, like, why she wouldn't have... Well, I mean, I guess we know why she wouldn't have told Helen. But mm-hmm. that also made me uncomfortable. And then yeah. when she goes to the therapist mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm pretty sure he, she's jealous of me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Woof, lady. She can't conceive of, like, anyone living differently than her. I noticed, like, she says that she was, they were eating frozen food and how sad that was. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was cooking ragu and mm-hmm. box spaghetti. Like, right. she has this weird hierarchy of what what they need. I don't know. Um, and because the person taking care of him isn't giving him what he needs. Yes! That was super creepy, too! Yeah. She needs Ew. to be there for him. Ew! No, that whole thing. Yeah. Ooh, and now I'm nervous for the future yeah. because he is clearly son of Sam. <laughs> they are an odd pairing. Glenn and Betty. Um, oh! But just a little sneak peek. They will continue to be an odd pairing. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything like salacious, but they're just a couple of odd characters in this whole show. Oh, woof. All right. Um, let's let's talk back about Pete. And also, we finally see his wife. Yes. And it's Annie. It's the best. Allison, Allison Bree. Yeah. I was so excited. And yeah. then I was like, was this before or after Community? And it was before. Yeah. Because Mad Men was 2014 and Community was 2015. I looked it up. I was, wasn't Mad Men even earlier than that? According to Netflix, it's 2014. I thought it was earlier than that, too. Like? I thought it was earlier than that, but... On Netflix, it said 2014. No, it was definitely earlier than that, because I was in school when Mad Men hmm. was... Look, it's 20, 2007 to 2015. Weird. Then why would it tell me 2014? I don't know. Why would you lie to me, Netflix? I, uh... I'm just sorry, you're wrong. Also, there were, like, seven seasons, and it's only 2020, so... Yeah! <laughs> yeah, see, I was confused by that as well. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so, so yeah, Mad and, Men was 2007. Yeah. Community was 2009. I don't yes. know why Netflix got that so incredibly God wrong. Damn it, Netflix. Why are you ruining our lives? But um, at any rate, it was before Community, yeah. which was interesting to me. I thought Where, Community was like her first thing. No, like, and I mean, 
There's a small part there. She's one of those actresses who's just like in really good stuff. Yeah. Like she's, she's great. Glow and all right. of those. And she's the exact same age for the entirety of her career. Right. <laughs> God right. bless her. It's amazing. Right. Um, I don't know if you noticed at the very, uh, toward the end, uh, you see the portrait of Trudy in Pete's office and it's Alison Brie. Mm-hmm. And in like episode one, you see a portrait of Trudy, but it's like some old, like just some vintage photograph yeah. of some random person. Interesting. And I, I don't know why that's that delights me, but it also shows that like they didn't know it was going to be her until later. Well, right, right. Because who could have predicted, honestly? I anyway, mean, come on. She's not the most important part of this story. <laughs> uh, yeah. So start out. They're laughing at Bob Newhart. They're listening to comedy. And He's office. no Lenny Bruce. He's no Lenny Bruce. Oh. Uh, but he was an accountant and became Apparently. a comic. Yeah. Um, and then Pete gets really pissed because Trudy just shows up to the office. Right. And he doesn't like it. Also, I totally got the vibe that Trudy was hot for Don. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she... Who's not? <laughs> Come yeah. on. And he's nice to her, and she's like, oh, he's a lot nicer. Oh, he's nice. Ooh. And he, she refers to him as Pete's boss later, and Pete's like, he's right. not my boss. Right. Um, and they go look at an apartment. The apartment. Mm-hmm. It's 75, no, his, he makes $75 a week. A week, so yeah. So he can't do that. It's 32000 for a two-bedroom apartment Manhattan. in Manhattan. But he makes $3,500 a year. Um, yeah. Gosh, you 60s people. I can't believe the <laughs> 60s were different from now. Uh, yeah. And so he asks his parents. We get to meet Pete's parents. Yes. They're unpleasant. They are very unpleasant. <laughs> and I mean, I knew that I got sort of the sense from that initial meeting that... They were going to have some sort of, that their wealth and their mm-hmm. sort of power was going to play some role later. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know exactly what it was. And then that yeah. that twist yeah. when they try and fire Pete was yeah. really interesting. And then right. played up even more when they go back to look at the apartment at the end. Yeah. that um, Really driving home how much this family like owns or used to own. Right. It's like they don't actually own anything but their name. And that's right. what his dad says. Is we gave you your name and what have you done with it? Right. And it's almost like Campbell's not even the good name. It's his mother's name that right. is the good one. Um, also, his brother casually may have murdered a girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. paid for bro and he ran over that girl on his bike and was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his father hates what he does because it's no job for a white man. Yes. Yeah. I liked this this idea when they had that first meeting with the uh, steel guy mm-hmm. of Pete being like, well, I've, I've got ideas. I've got good yeah. ideas. Direct marketing. That was my idea. <laughs> I'm sure it was it. already happening, but <laughs> I thought of it. It was a very Dwight Schrute moment. It really was. Um, it really was. Or Michael Scott, even. Yeah. That, uh, you people tell me that I'm, 
that I'm good with people, which is strange because I've never heard that before. <laughs> that yeah. I thought was very sad and also I'm sure very true. Very true. But he's not very yeah. likable. I don't know why anyone likes him. He's just a twerp. I think he's smug and yeah. smarmy. Um I think what makes him good with people is that he's a punching bag yeah. for people. And so like I think Don says that he can lose gracefully. Right. And it's just he loses to you know, he 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 the client can just make fun of him or beat him in right. tennis or whatever and and he's just there. Right. Uh but then he goes has dinners with Allison Bree's parents. Who seem like a delight. They're so nice. I loved them. I loved him. He was like, sir. And he was like, it's Tom or it's dad. Yeah. And I was like, aw. Yeah. Like, his dad hates him. But this other guy is actually very nice to him. Yeah. And he still doesn't really want to take it from him. He doesn't want that apartment. No. What do you like? Why do you think he doesn't want the apartment? Also, where do they live now? Yeah, true. That's true. I don't know where they live now. I don't know why he doesn't want the apartment. I don't know if it's like... I don't know. Because it seems like even if he had the money, he wouldn't want the apartment. He's just, like, not invested in his life yet. Right. Nothing's good enough for him. And he and he and Trudy have a little what about me back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's very... Like, Trudy's interesting because she's so bright and perky but is also, you know, she knows how to get what she wants from right. Pete, from her parents, from the neighbor lady, like from every yeah, she's yeah. very for as smarmy and annoying as he is, mm-hmm. she is like charming and lovable and yeah. sweet. But I think ambitious in a way, like yeah. She cuz she does wily. Yeah. She is not subservient to Pete. Mm-mm. So she is like no, we're I'm going to ask for this money from my parents and we're going to accept it and we're going to get this apartment. Like she is, right? she has her own ambitions for that life too. Right. And then Pete takes his cousins to meet the steel guy and pitches his own little uh, idea. He sure does. And that was also, everybody in this episode was so fucking creepy. Yes. Steel guy? Yes. So fucking creepy. Absolutely. Just everybody, just creepy all around. Yeah. The way, I know that he's like sitting with escorts, but it's still like, put it back in your pants, buddy. (laughs) I know this is exactly what you're all here for, but I don't like this at all. It's gross. (laughs) Yeah. How about you just don't? Yeah. Um, But the steel guy did like the idea. Yeah. That was interesting because... It, di- it wasn't really any different than the original idea. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even really an idea. It was just a sentence. Yeah. Like, there was no pitch. There was no uh-huh. anything. Yeah. Pete just said something, and that guy was like, shut up. But then the next day, he was like, hey, that thing you said. Uh-huh. Hey, Sonny, that was pretty good. I really liked it. But then Pete, the way Pete grinned when he got his way during that meeting made i hated that a lot yeah because he looked way too happy about someone liking his idea and then he got hella fired (laughs) i loved his like breakdown yeah or almost breakdown i wrote what did i write would cry but can't because patriarchy (laughs) 
damn you patriarchy <laughs> that was his moment it was that was when he, he did was that. drinking that booze and he was like i really want to cry but yeah. i'm not allowed <laughs> but i loved how don was just like go get a cardboard box and put all your shit in it mm-hmm. i was sad that he couldn't get fired yeah I mean, I knew he wasn't going to get fired because we're like, what, four episodes in and clearly right. he's like a dude in this. <laughs> You're stuck Ugh. with Pete. Ugh. <laughs> but I wanted his ass out of there. Uh, but then like when, so Don and Roger go to Bert and are like, guess what? We fired Pete Campbell. And then we got to see like in a very short little moment how this firm really runs. Mm-hmm. because you've got all of these hierarchies that were like, okay, now we see who's really in charge of all of this stuff. Cause like Cooper is the one who knows everything and is the final say. And mm-hmm. he, we haven't seen him do shit. Mm-hmm. And so he must run things. And that kind of like knowing who knows who and how to run the city of Manhattan. Right. Is gotta be very valuable. And and then Don's like, oh, he's more valuable than me. Um, right. Which is weird. And then he's like, oh, every firm's got a Pete Campbell. Right. Um, there you go. I'm glad we're all better now. I wrote down that quote <laughs> from Bert. I liked that. I love him. Yeah. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. And like, he's, I mean, he's clearly the head of it, right? But yeah. doesn't seem like an asshole. Yeah. You know, like, most men in that position would just be the fucking worst. Yeah. And he just seems mm-hmm. my fun drunkle. Yeah. It's like, maybe when he and Roger's dad were starting it, they may have been cutthroat, they may have mm. been that way, but now right. he's, like, Now he's old and he's centric. Yeah. And they just kind of pepper him in. He's not, it's not like, oh, here comes old Bert every episode to do something kooky. Right. You just see him and you're like, oh, yeah, Bert's here. That's fun. <laughs> and then Roger saves Don's face. Yeah, that was really interesting. When yeah. he he was like, your ass was totally fired. Me mm-hmm. and Cooper wanted your ass out of here. But this, yeah. guy, this guy saved your ass. So yeah. I'm curious to see how that's going to play out mm-hmm. in their relationship going forward. Like, if Pete really knows that that's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he bought it. Yeah. But I wonder... I'm not sure why he would, since Don is the one who... Exactly. ...fired him. Right. I don't know why he would think... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but curious to see how that plays out. Also, I think... I'm pretty sure they were alluding to this, but when they take their shoes off to go into Cooper's office, Uh and Sterling takes his shoes off, and then suddenly he's shorter, and Don, like, looks at him. Oh, I didn't notice that. Sterling's wearing lifts. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that. I'll have to yeah, because I think it. before they took their shoes off, they were, like, huh. equal like equal yeah. height. And then he takes his shoes off, and they're, like, he's a good couple inches shorter. That's delightful. I mm-hmm. like that very much. Mm-hmm. Come on, Sterling. So then Don and Roger, they have a drink together, and they talk about why they drink. They talk about how they feel as well as they can. They drink because it's good, because they deserve yeah. it. Because it's what men do. Well, and I I liked how Sterling said that, you know, you're licking some imaginary wound. And Don Mm -hmm. was like, they're not all imaginary. Because there's something, like, we still don't know what the fuck is up with Don Draper. No, we don't. So that was all those little, like, 
hints that they keep throwing out that he's got some sort of dark, twisted past are very interesting. Oh, look at your face. You're so excited. I don't know what it is. Well, you have no idea. I'm (laughs) along for the ride. But he said you shouldn't compete with Pete Campbell for the world. Which Mm -hmm. is, it's like, it's going back to the fact that Pete, he he may, they may be able to compete, like, for creative ideas and stuff. Right. But Pete Campbell still has the name and the, I don't know, his people still run the world. Everything, apparently. Yeah. Maybe Don will never be at that level. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't have a fancy name. He doesn't. Mm -mm. Draper's a... A workman's name. Yes. I don't know if that means anything. Um, I liked Mama Merkin, which is now her official name. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I liked, she just, she did give Don the business. I said she's going to mm. give him the business. Yeah. She kind of did. Where she rejected his, like, lunch date. Yeah, and she was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, I just, I really like I like these these moments of these women just kind of owning it. Yeah. You know, like, um, when Trudy is like, fuck you, we gonna get this money, we gonna get this apartment. Mm-hmm. And Mama Merkin is like, no, we're not, yeah. and you're not gonna flirt with me because this is not what either of us want. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling we're gonna not see much of her anymore. No. That's my prediction. Okay. I'll save it till the end, but that's All a right. prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we, like, the only other thing that happens, we had talked about, they go back to the apartment with Trudy's parents, and then, it like, the neighbor lady comes up, and she's super impressed by the fact that they'd have a dykeman living in the building. Yes. Then there's, like, some family story from, like, four generations ago that they're so excited to tell. Before the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And then Pete looks out on the city his family once owned. Mm Mm-hmm. New Amsterdam. (laughs) <laughs> Down in the New Amsterdam. Stupid. I know it. <laughs> you just say, derp, 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 and that's how the song goes. That's all you need to know. All right. Well, I nailed you it. You nailed it. That's right. <laughs> you did. We're on the same page, which is what counts. Right. Yeah. He. I feel like at the end there, he... Uh, he seemed to sort of be uh, sort of embracing that heritage and maybe the power that comes with it. Like maybe resigned to it? I don't know. He looks to be enjoying the shit out of that view. And that view, yeah. I mean, I guess it. I think I he just feels her parents. That they he get feels it. powerless because like he doesn't have his money, the money he earns isn't enough for that. Yeah. He can't even get the money out of his parents' pockets, even though he thinks, you know, it's coming to him. Right. He, when he does think up an idea and it's successful, he gets fired for it. Like he... Right. Very little that he actually does is valued in any way. That's true. Yeah, Um, that's true. uh, one, One thing I may have read, a brief article... To remind me how what was going on with like a little analysis, but it talks about how Bob Newhart, they talk about how he was an accountant uh-huh. and it's like he went from being an accountant to a comic and that's right. like inspiring to go from just being an account man 
which is what he right. is, to trying to be something creative, but he's not able to do it. And when he gets fired, he just throws the throws new heart that re- shit. record oh, yeah. out. He was pissed. Yeah. So he like he's he's a not a like a stifled artist or a, I can't think of the word. But uh, his creative side is 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 not it's not valued for it's sure. Not valued, and like his dad hates it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but also though, how creative really is he? We don't I know. mean, I have yet we mm-hmm. we yet to really see evidence. Yeah, he thinks he has good ideas. Yeah, he thinks he's creative, but we right. have yet to see real evidence of that. That's true, but we just all we can see is that he is dissatisfied. Right. With this life that looks great. Kind of like Betty. She is this life that looks great. Mm-hmm. But she's very unsettled by it. But Betty's a fucking creepy ass weirdo. I mean, that's true. We don't respect Betty. <laughs> we do not respect Benny in really any regard. Did you have any fashion notes on this episode? Um, not many. I did like uh, uh, Helen when mm-hmm. she's getting ready to go um, to the Kennedy thing. Yeah. Her little outfit was really cute. And it was like, I've noticed with Helen that she is very much sort of more modernized than mm-hmm. Betty or any of the other, you know, housewives on the block. She doesn't wear the big, uh, you know, A-line dresses. She doesn't look that uber feminine. Um, So even when she is like she was feminine for sure she was wearing like a little suit dress thing Mm -hmm. but even then she had like a turtleneck collar it was sort of more form fitted um, which is just an interesting visual characterization of this new sort of modern woman Mm -hmm. who gets a divorce and works at a jewelry counter you know and is voting for Kennedy whereas even Mm -hmm. though. Betty says, we don't know who we're voting for yet. We right. can assume, you know, Kennedy is the new young progressive candidate. Nixon is the establishment, right. you know, Republican conservative candidate. And right. It's very symbolic. <laughs> My goodness, the symbols. <laughs> I actually did. I said something about, I wrote fashion, cool Helen dress rectangles. So there you go, same outfit. You get, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Glenn loves to iron, apparently, because he's a fucking creepy weirdo. <laughs> Further evidence that he is going to be a goddamn serial killer. He's going to cut the skin off of some woman and mm-hmm. iron it out to make a pantsuit. Probably, it'll make for a fantastic season finale one year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. No, that little boy is creepy as yeah. fuck. He's real creepy. I'm sure there was music. You're in charge of paying attention to Only the music Only at the also. end. I don't believe that. That's I, when I noticed I think it. I mean, other than, other than the TV playing, there, mm-hmm. there, there's really not... And like, Glenn playing, playing piano. And Glenn playing piano. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but then at the end, it's gotten to the point now where I know when the end of the show is mm-hmm. because there's music playing. Yeah. Because there's some like they go for it with the music at the end. There may have been music in the club, but here's the thing, when there's music for the mm-hmm. most part other than apparently when there was music during that sort of like montage with Peggy with the guys walking by. Yeah. But normally if there's music it is 
part of the world. Mm-hmm. It's not dubbed over usually, yeah. you know. So there may have been music in the club with the mm-hmm. cousins and the steel guy, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, when he started looking out over New York, and the music started playing, I was like, "Oh, we're at the end of the episode because now <laughs> there's music." <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just a well crafted score. I don't know how things work. Uh, it, it's a choice for sure. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad one. It's just interesting. Um, yeah. And I bet it's one of those things where, you know, you have like a song, if you put together a mixtape for somebody and you're like, this is what these songs mean. And I put them in this order because this is how I, you know, this one lyric makes me think about this one thing. I bet mm-hmm. Matthew Weiner has put a lot of thought into each of the closing songs. Oh, I'm, I'm positive, yeah. I will not be looking them up. <laughs> it is out of mm-hmm. what I will do. By the way, follow up to last episode. Um, Marriage of Figaro does not have whatever it was I said it would have. It was just, it has like a philandering man at the end of it. Gotcha. Oh, a medieval knight because of the <laughs> right, 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 yeah. right, right. As far as I could tell, I watched the entire opera, and there was not a medieval knight. In it. That's well, then true. you would know. Well, have we just come to the portion of our show where you predict what will happen in the next episode? I think I think we have. All right. So, what are we thinking? Well, I mean, I think Mama Merkin is gone. Okay. I don't think we're gonna see her anymore. All right. Um, Pete is going to fucking kiss the ground that Don Draper walks on. Yeah. At least for a little while. Maybe not the whole episode. Maybe he'll come to some sort of revelation or mm-hmm. something will be exposed. Mm-hmm. But at least for the first half, 30 minutes. Okay. He's going to be like, ooh, Draper baby, what can I do for you? <laughs> he's gonna, that's what he's going to say. Um, I think Betty is just going to clip off more of her body parts (laughs) and give them to Glenn. (laughs) Maybe starting small with, like, some fingernails. Oh, God. Or toenail clippings. Uh And working her way up to a digit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, is that over the course of the episode or just, like, throughout the season? in the episode, she'll give him some sort of body part. But then uh-huh. over the course of the, the series or okay. the season or whenever, that will escalate. The way that, like, you can't eat a Volkswagen all at once, but if you put some shavings in your breakfast every morning, you could eventually eat a Volkswagen. Exactly. That will be how Betty will give of herself to Glenn. Yep. Now, we didn't see Joan or Peggy much this episode. No, we didn't see Joan at all. Do you think they've died or do you think that we will see them in the next episode? They're like the dog. They died because they're too stupid to live. <laughs> they had to get rid of all these women characters. It was right. too many. It was just too many. Uh, no, I think they'll be back. Peggy, mm-hmm. I think Peggy's going to be back in a big way because she was very underutilized in this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's going to be some sort of something happening with Peggy. Mm-hmm. Don Draper's going to find somebody new to flirt with because Mama Ooh. Merkin is gone. All right. So there's going to be somebody new to flirt with. Oh, and and pregnant neighbor lady is going to have her baby, and it's not going to go well. Oh. Whatever that means. (laughs) 
And do we have a lingo prediction for next episode? Oh, um... Now, listen, I have not been hitting it out of the park with these. You got very close this last time. With washroom, true. She used mm-hmm. a washroom. Yeah. All right. I'm um, still waiting for sassafras. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, what is it called when uh, a finger of a finger of liquor? Like, give me two fingers of scotch. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody's going to say finger in that context. A, a finger of booze. All right that's i like that okay thank you yeah i mean because up to this point people have just been walking in and pouring drinks but no one has said hey there sam give me two fingers of your finest malt <laughs> exactly liquor. malt liquor that's what malt liquor, liquor. <laughs> give me some how much boons farm you got back there buddy <laughs> i need two fingers of a fuzzy navel <laughs> Ah, what a beautiful episode that will be. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to watch episode five, during which those (laughs) things will happen. Yeah. And until then, Merry Madman to all. To all. (laughs) And to all a good night. Good night. I'll never get that right. You're you're nailing it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis, music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast. Powered by Pinecast.